0: Back in uh, 2014, after the Ferguson, Missouri riots and uh, shooting happened, President Obama banned this practice of allowing the military to transfer different surplus equipment, uh, things like, you know, weapons, clothing, even boats in some cases, uh, to local police departments. And this past week, the attorney general announced that they are going to be banning the ban and they're going <laughs> to allow this practice to happen again.
1: They're reversing it now that equipment can uh, flow to police departments again. again. Uh, Mm Again, what has been the reaction here in Michigan to this announcement?
0: Well, it's been an interesting reaction from uh, from law enforcement on this one. One of the things is they're kind of frustrated with how this uh, practice is being portrayed. Uh, a lot of uh, newspapers tend to focus on, you know, the big ticket items that police departments could get, uh, including uh, grenade launchers and bayonets. And I spoke to the executive director of the Michigan Association of Chiefs of Police, Robert Stevenson, and this was his reaction to that
1: had they I thought to myself, I,
0: when I was a police chief, I could, n- I could never see anything that we would have bayonets, <laughs> not in this day and age. Let's face it. When have you ever seen a modern-day police department running
1: around with bayonets? Well, that's, that's an interesting <laughs> image right there.
0: <laughs> right. But what Stevenson said is that, you know, what police departments, especially in Michigan, really tend to gravitate towards is getting cold-weather uh, clothing and other types of protective equipment. And they're excited about this uh, ban being lifted because now they can have those things without having to to take money out of their, let's face it, not always very generous budgets.
1: And of course, this has been something very controversial even here locally. We have some Mm -hmm. sheriffs in Metro Detroit that are sort of known for their paramilitary equipment. What is the reaction from groups that maybe oppose this practice of allowing military equipment to go to police departments?
0: Groups like the ACLU are concerned with exactly what you said, that paramilitary aggressive policing image in that stance. And they're concerned that if you start, you know, freely giving the police departments this type of equipment, then we're gonna revert back to, you know, that sort of aggressive policing. You know, that the, that if you give it to them, they're gonna use it and they're gonna use it a lot. And so what they are hoping for is that, you know, they can have conversations with police departments and encourage them to just take things like the clothes. And the helmets, and you know, in some cases, the boats, um, and forget about you know the really aggressive things like grenade launchers or um, bayonets.
1: I think this is an interesting thing to come down right now, in the middle of a huge national conversation about this crossroads that the entire criminal justice system is sort of facing right now.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it seems like we have really gotten to the point where are we going to go towards this paramilitary, really aggressive policing, or are we going to follow this other trend that has been happening, which is community policing. And this issue and this decision has really become emblematic in some ways, you know, and it really shows what way the Trump administration wants to go with this. But really, at the end of the day, it's going to come down to local police departments, and do they want to be seen as paramilitary and aggressive, or do they want to follow that other trend and really focus on community relations and community policing?